0: Welcome to the 3 Point Stance podcast with your host Dave Whipke. Welcome back to yet
1: another episode of the 3 Point Stance podcast, a look at local Whippio football. Folks, we have made it. We have one more week to go in the regular season. Playoff scenarios are becoming more clear and the playoffs are very close. Let's take a look at what happened in week 8.
0: First off, non-conference, Canon Mac, they were at Peters.
1: What was one of the more physical encounters this year for Peters Township, uh, the Indians were able to escape the Big Macs with a 23-10 to 10 win at Confluence Financial Partners Stadium. As you well know, Peters Township and Cannon McMillan border each other, and it's a pretty fierce rivalry, even though they're not in the same conference Cannon Mac was able to keep this game close throughout, and they gave Peters Township all they could handle. In fact, it was so close, the game was tied up at 10, with a little less than three minutes to go before Preston Blair came on the scene, taking a swing pass from quarterback Nolan DeLucia, 55 yards to the house with 247 left in the game. Peters Township put the game away when Vinny Sarcone came on and scored from 28 yards out on a run after the Big Macs turned the ball over on downs in our own territory following the Preston Blair touchdown, giving us a 23-10 final score. The quarterback, Delucia, another strong game, finished with 200 yards passing on 24 completions. Sarcone ended up with 98 yards rushing on 23 carries. But for much of the night, Friday night, Peters Township, they were in a struggle. Points and yards were hard to come by. But they were able to overcome with uh, by thanks to their defense, who held... Cannon Mac to 10 points, but Zach Welsh, the running back who transferred in from Wash High earlier this season, continues to show that he can show off against the big boys. He finished with 122 yards rushing on 20 carries, including a six-yard touchdown run that tied the game at 10 in the fourth quarter. And at this point in the ballgame, it seemed Cannon McMillan had a chance until uh, the last three minutes when Cannon Mac scored the 13 unanswered to seal the victory. One of the turning points in the ballgame occurred when Canamac held a 3-0 lead in the second quarter. A Canamac punt returner had muffed the punt on his own two-yard line, and Peters Township recovered. One play later, Sarcone had scored from two yards out, and they gave him a lead going into the half. Peters Township remaining undefeated. They will win the conference outright if they can handle Buffalo Park next week at home. Cannon-McMillan has a big, big game at home next week. In their senior day, they got Mount Lebanon in a battle for third place in that conference, the Allegheny, or should I say the Tri-County Five uh, in 6A. Um, If Cannon-McMillan wins, they're in third place. They will see North Allegheny. If they lose, they will finish in fourth, and they will head off to play Central Catholic in the next round. But we can get in that down the road for playoff scenario preview coming up after our review.
0: Over to Tri-County South, Jefferson Morgan, they were at West Green.
1: This was a battle for second place in the Tri-County South. West Green was at home. Uh, Colin Brady, who is usually uh, the main cog in the West Green rushing offensive machine, Uh, but he was a bystander in this game. He was out with a shoulder injury. Billy Whitlock came on the scene, and he saved the day for West Green as he rushed for 250 yards on 26 totes leading the Pioneers to a 31-16 win over the Rockets. As I mentioned, it clinched the second seed in the conference. And more importantly, will give West Green a home game in the playoffs when it starts in two weeks. Whitlock had three second-half touchdowns to put the game away. He scored from four yards, five yards, and 28 yards to help the Pioneers pull away in the second half. West Green will finish 5-1 in the conference and 7-2 and overall, while Jefferson Morgan falls to four and two in conference and five and four overall. They will be in third place in the conference. As I mentioned earlier, Brady was out with a shoulder injury. Uh, West green coach, Bo Jackson said he is not quite sure when he'll return. So remains to be seen if he'll be healthy for this week's game or going into the playoffs. Uh, Brady has 5,253 yards career rushing one of three, Players will surpass 5,000 yards from West Green, joining Ben Jackson and Rodney Wilson. Mr. Whitlock has 1,037 yards rushing on the season, and his, his running saved the day for West Green as they look to make a run in the playoffs.
0: Another non-conference game, McGuffey, they were at South Park.
1: The McGuffey Highlanders, after losing a couple games early in the season, are on a roll. They went into South Park playing Triple A team on the road and they came away with a 31-14 win. Dylan Stewart was able to get the party going with three field goals and McGuffey pulled away with two third-quarter touchdowns to uh, seal the deal. Uh, Mr. Stewart making kicks of 23 and 27 yards in the first half at a 37-yarder in the fourth quarter as McGuffey was able to improve to 7-2 overall. Have to say, a, a kicker at the AA level making a 37-yard field goal is impressive. Uh, good on Mr. Stewart. Uh, the Highlanders' defense was able to hold South Park in check for most of the game. McGuffey led 6-0 at the halftime and 21-7 after three quarters, eventually pulling away to a 31-7 lead in the fourth quarter that South Park could not overcome. Uh, Charles Wagers was able to get in the end zone on a five-yard burst midway through the third quarter. South Park fumbled the ensuing kickoff. The Highlanders recovered and setting up a touchdown by fullback Dylan Drobaj, a five-yard touchdown run that made the score 21-0 for the Highlanders. Quarterback Connor Crow added a seven-yard scoring run in the fourth quarter. And Stewart kicked his third field goal to make it 31-7 in the fourth. South Park got in the end zone with two short touchdown runs by Eric Doru and A.J. Diagostino. The Highlanders. We'll be playing for a conference championship this upcoming week when they host Wash High.
0: Over to the Black Hills Conference, Fort Cherry. They were at Carlington.
1: The alma mater of NFL coach Marty Schottenheimer taking on the alma mater of former Steeler coach Bill Cower was Friday night in Carnegie. Fort Cherry didn't score in bunches, but they gradually built up its lead in a 42-0 victory at Carlington in Class A Black Hills Conference play in Carnegie. The Rangers improved to 6-0 in the conference and 9-0 overall. Fort Cherry clinched a share of the conference title and can win it outright next week when Town comes to town in McDonald. Matt Sieg and Shane Cronalli scored on punt returns for touchdowns. Sieg ran 70 yards for a score as well from scrimmage. He also threw an 11-yard touchdown pass at Cronalli with 40 seconds remaining in the first half for a 21-0 lead. Ethan Folletto who will be mentioned later on, scored the first and last touchdown of the game for the Rangers. He finished with 103 yards on 10 carries. Sieg gained 135 yards on seven attempts. Fort Cherry's dream season continues as uh, Lou Ryan on defense led with 14 tackles. Teammate Braden Kirby had 10.
0: Now over to the Century Conference. Stow Rocks was at Waynesburg.
1: bit of a surprise here is Stow Rocks. Traveled to Green County and rallied for an 18-13 victory over Waynesburg on Friday night. Jacob Stevenson for the Raiders scored on runs of 6 and 12 yards for a 13-6 halftime lead. Stevenson had surpassed 1,000 yards rushing for the year, but it just was enough as Storox came back in the second half to take the lead 18-13 and he would hang on. Waynesburg falls to two and three in conference play and six and three overall. Stowrocks improves themselves to two and four in conference play and two and six overall.
0: Staying in the Century Conference, Keystone Oaks, they were at Washington.
1: In one of the big surprises in Century Conference play this year, Keystone Oaks scored a 21-14 upset over Washington. The Prexies are no longer undefeated. DeMayo Leconte scored his second touchdown of the game, a two yard run with less than one minute remaining to give the Eagles the win. Keystone Oaks was able to overcome a 14 7 deficit by scoring 14 points in the game's final eight minutes. The loss leaves Washington at 4 1 in the conference and 8 1 overall, while Keystone Oaks climbs to 3 2 in the conference and 5 4 overall. All's not lost for the Prexies, they can still win the Century Conference and is top seed in the playoffs with a win next week at McGuffey. After intercepting a wash high pass and taking over at its own one-yard line in the second quarter, Keystone Oaks drove 99 yards for the game's first score. The Golden Eagles ran 12 plays and drained almost six minutes off the clock before LeConte scampered in the end zone from six yards out to give the Golden Eagles a 7-0 lead. Wash High ran only 20 offensive plays in the first half, and the Prexies were held to a mind-boggling minus 7 yards rushing on 8 attempts in the first half. The Prexies did all their scoring early in the second half. A long run by Eddie Lewis set up Travis Crutcher's 4-yard touchdown run. Elijah Thomas's 2-point conversion gave the Prexies an 8-7 lead after only 3 plays of the third quarter. The Prexies then recovered an Eagles fumble on the ensuing kickoff and quickly drove to the Eagles' one-yard line where Reuben Gordon, more about him later, scored to put the Prexies up 14-7. After forcing a wash-high punt, or should I say after forcing wash-high to turn the ball over on downs, Keystone Oaks took over. They drove for the tying score when Billy Bricker scampered in to the end zone from 10 yards out with 7.20 remaining. Keystone Oaks then recovered a Wash High fumble on the ensuing possession and had set up the game-winning score by LeConte. Keystone Oaks sealed the win with an interception on Wash High's final possession. For the game, Tristan Reed, quarterback for Wash High, finished with 11 completions and 20 attempts for 150 yards, including six tosses to Reuben Gordon that covered 79 yards. But the key here was Keystone Oaks was able to outrush Wash High, 191 yards and 94, and that was the difference in the ballgame.
0: Back over to Tri-County South. Beth Center was at California.
1: The California Trojans are now Tri-County South champions by virtue of their 62-6 win over Beth Center Friday night. The Trojans will host a playoff game in the first round of the Whippoorwill playoffs, a huge season for them as they finish 6-0, or so right now they're sitting at 6-0 in conference, 8-1 overall. They had three players reach 100 yards rushing with Jake Lehu and Lee Qualk gaining 118 yards apiece. While Spencer Petrucci seems like he's over 100 yards every week. He finished with 107. For the game, California rushed for 432 yards. Petrucci scored three touchdowns. Lehu and Qualk each scored a pair of TDs. While Fred Sherman and Landon Abercrombie also found the end zone. Ethan Varesco scoring on a 73-yard run for the Bulldogs. They, fin- they sit at 3-3 three three in conference, 3-6 Overall, he scored the lone touchdown for the Bulldogs in this contest.
0: Another non-conference matchup, Lindsley was at Trinity.
1: You know, Trinity Hillers, they fell 27-3 to Lindsley School out of West Virginia on Friday night. Andy Palm's 18-yard field goal in the first quarter provided the only points. Quarterback Jonah Williamson for the Hillers finished 17-26 of 26 for 203 yards Congratulations to Jonah Williamson as he becomes the single-season passing yardage record holder in Trinity history. So congratulations to him. He also gained 113 yards on the ground on 19 carries. Dante Derubo caught five passes for 81 yards. As the Hillers fall to 5-4 and four overall, they are still working to see where they finish in the conference in terms of playoff seating.
0: Back over to Tri-County South, Mapletown was at Menesson.
1: Manessin quarterback Dennis Hawkins passed for 361 yards and five touchdowns as the Greyhounds, they keep their playoff hopes alive with a 36-20 victory over Mapletown. Uh, Hawkins threw a scoring pass of 61 yards to Tyvon Kershaw, 29 seconds into the game, then found Lorenzo Gardner for touchdowns covering 37 and 96 yards respectively to give the Greyhounds a 22 nothing lead in the first half. Hawkins threw his fourth touchdown pass to Caden Colbeck, covering six, 26 yards to make it 30 to nothing. Hawkins finished with 17 completions and 27 attempts. Mapletown battled back, getting a five-yard touchdown pass from A.J. Venata to Evan Griffin with one second left in the first half. Griffin then added a 42-yard touchdown run with only 25 seconds remaining in the third quarter that cut Manessin's lead to 30-14. But Hawkins and Manesson shut out the lights when he threw his fifth touchdown per pass to Kershaw, covering 14 yards with one second left in the third quarter. Mapletown ca- capped the scoring when Griffin scored his third touchdown on a 65-yard pass from Venata. Uh, Mapletown able to keep the game somewhat competitive. They've had quite the long season this year. They're 1-5 in conference and 3-6 and overall. But the Greyhounds are sitting at 2-4 in conference and 3-5 and overall. Still have hope alive to keep uh, for the postseason.
0: Another Black Hills matchup, Burgettstown played host to Avella.
1: Rudy Brown ran for two fourth-quarter touchdowns, and Brody Coosier ran for a score and threw for another as the Blue Devils defeated Avella 28-6 in Black Hills conference play at Hill Memorial Stadium in Burgettstown. The win moves the Blue Devils to three 3-3 three in conference and 5-3 and overall. Couser threw a 63-yard touchdown pass to Zach Schrockman in the first quarter and ran seven yards into the end zone in the second quarter to put the hosts up 14-0. Avella closed within 14-6 in the third quarter when Broden Ham scored on a 14-yard run. Mr. Brown, however, sealed the win for Town with a touchdown scamper of seven and another one of four yards. Couser... Finished with 131 yards passing and 80 yards rushing as Burgertown. Big showdown this week against Fort Cherry.
0: And back over to Tri County South. Bentworth was at Carmichael's.
1: Ben Hayes scored three touchdowns in Bentworth's 20 to 12 victory Friday night at Carmichael's. Hayes caught two touchdown passes from quarterback Vitaly Daniels in the third quarter to break a 6-6 tie. He also pulled in a 10-yard reception at 6.48 of the third quarter and a 28-yarder with five minutes remaining in the period. Daniels ran in a two-point conversion for a 20-6 lead. The Mikes pulled it with an eight on Brandon Yechols' 71-yard reception from A.J. Donaldson at 3.04 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Hayes opened the scoring on a one-yard run at 2.52 of the first quarter as the Cats held a 6-0 lead at the half. Parker Hewitt's 21 yard run at 7.04 in the third quarter tied the game at 6. Uh, Hayes, big night, six passes caught for 121 yards. Daniels was 11 of 24 for 225 yards, and he also rushed for 68 yards on 18 carries. Yeckel caught three passes for 91 yards, while teammate Billy White rushed for 133 yards on 18 attempts. Donaldson gained 96 yards on 16 attempts for the Mighty Mikes, who are sitting at 1-5 in conference, 2-7 overall. Bentworth is 2-4 in conference, and and 3-6 overall. Well, folks, the time is here. We can start officially talking about playoff scenarios as we go into week 9, the final week of the regular season in the Whipple, and we'll have a much clearer picture Next weekend, as for now, we still have some scenarios to work out, and we're going to go through them right now. Starting off in class 6A, the Tri County Five, Pittsburgh Central Catholic has clinched the conference, they are in first place and regular season champions. North Allegheny sits in second place, they have clinched uh, the, the second spot in the conference. And the only drama left in 6A will be be, settled between Cannon-McMillan and Mount Lebanon this Friday night at Big Mac Stadium. The winner of that game finishes in third. The loser finishes in fourth. And it would be Hoove. I think cannon Mac would have a better chance against North Allegheny than they would Central Catholic in the first round. Either game would be tough, but uh, um, the Big Macs have been... uh, very competitive this year. I think if they can win this game, I think they've got a decent shot of getting revenge on North Allegheny. By the way, Seneca Valley, they have been eliminated from play in 6A. Going on to the Allegheny 6 Conference in 5A, Peters Township undefeated. They have clinched at least a share of the conference championship. They can win it outright with a victory over Bethel Park this upcoming Friday night in McMurray. Buffalo Park sitting at second. They are now three and one in the conference. They can clinch a win, or should they? They can clinch the conference with a win at Peters Township on Friday. With the victory, they would be co-conference champs and would be the top team out of the Allegheny Six. However, with a the loss, they could drop into a three-way tie for second place. But they cannot finish lower than third place and would win a wild card spot in that instance. Moon right now sitting in third. They can clinch with the win over Baldwin Friday night and a Bethel Park loss to Peters Township. Upper St. Clair, they're right now sitting in the fourth spot. They are 2-2 in conference. They need to win Friday night at South Fayette and get some help uh, if they have a chance to finish third and be in the wild card hunt. South Fayette and Baldwin have been eliminated. Moving on to the Big A conference, McKee Sports perfect record in conference they have clinched a playoff spot they can win the conference title outright with the win friday at thomas jefferson what a showdown that will be a loss and they will be co-champs and the number two team out of the conference thomas jefferson four and one in conference and their one loss is to trinity so again still hats off to trinity for that victory uh the Jaguars can earn a share of the conference championship and be the number one team out of the conference with a win over McKeesport on Friday night. Latrobe is sitting at 4-2. and two. Trinity is sitting at 3-2. and two. Both have clinched. If the Hillers beat Ringgold on Friday and Thomas Jefferson loses to McKeesport, then the tiebreaker points will determine second place and the head-to-head meeting between the two remaining teams will determine third place. So Trinity should just win. Just win, you'll get in third, probably. And depending what happens to Thomas Jefferson and McKeesport, uh, I think a Thomas Jefferson win over McKeesport would help them big time. But it would behoove Trinity to win this game Friday night against Ringgold. Moving on to the Century Conference. The big showdown this weekend, this Friday night, McGuffey currently sitting in the Catbird seat. 5-0 in conference. They can win the conference outright with the win over Wash High, who's sitting at 4-1 and in second place right now. The Little Prexies can earn a share of the conference championship, but they would be considered number one out of the conference if they beat McGuffey. They would still share the conference, but Wash High would be considered the one seed because they would have beaten McGuffey head-to-head. Always, always, always a very competitive and compelling game. Anytime McGuffey and Wash High get together, uh, Coach Ed Dalton likes to make this game personal. He will definitely, he will not disappoint. I'm sure this week in the, the pep talks and pep rallies, uh, getting his team fired up. Wash High always tough. I'm sure they're looking to get over their loss over Keystone Oaks, and I think they will get the taste out of their mouth with a win on Friday. Keystone Oaks sitting in third right now with three and two in conference. They can clinch a postseason berth with the win over Brentwood. Waynesburg can clinch there right now, fourth place in the conference. They can clinch a playoff spot with a win at Charleroi. I'm pretty sure those two results are probably going to happen. So Waynesburg, you get a W you're into playoffs and after a winless season last year, that's tremendous work. Uh, Brentwood, at 2-3 in conference, and here's what gets a little murky for them. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win at Keystone Oaks and a Waynesburg Central loss to Charleroi. A win in a Waynesburg Central victory would force a three-way tie for third place. Waynesburg would be in the third spot because of a 2-0 record head-to-head. Brentwood would be in fourth because of a head-to-head win over Keystone Oaks, Stow Rocks, and Charleroi have been eliminated. Moving on to the Black Hills Conference. Fort Cherry right now is currently the number one seed out of the conference. They can clinch the conference championship outright with the win over rival Bergestown on Friday. Bishop Candivan however, can clinch a share of the championship if they can defeat Carlington on Saturday and Fort Cherry loses to Bergestown. Uh, Bishop Canavan, however, will still be the number 2 team out of the conference with the loss since Bishop Canavan lost head-to-head to Fort Cherry. Bergestown has clinched a spot. Even if they lose, the Blue Devils will win a tiebreaker in a three-way tie with Our Lady of Sacred Heart and Cornell. Cornell can get into the playoff dance if they defeat Our Lady of Sacred Heart. And Our Lady of Sacred Heart... They can still get in with a win over Cornell on Friday. If they win and Burgerstown loses, there will be a three-way tie for third. Burgerstown will win the tiebreaker points for third place. And head-to-head between Cornell and Our Lady of Sacred Heart would go to the Chargers. Vella and Carlington and Char Houston have been eliminated. And finally, moving on to the Tri-County South. California has clinched a playoff spot. They can clinch the conference championship outright with the win Friday at Bentworth. West Green, sitting at 5-1 in the conference, they are locked in as the number two team out of the conference and will host a first-round playoff game. They can share a, um, a bit of the conference crown with the win Friday night at Mapletown and a California loss at Bentworth. Jefferson Morgan, they have clinched a spot. They could tie for second place or tie for third. Right now, they're locked in as the three-team out of the conference. They will host Carmichael's this week. Beth Center, sitting at 3-3 three and three in conference, they can clinch with the win Friday over Manesson. In Manesson, they still have an outside shot. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win at Beth Center on Friday and a Bentworth loss to California. And in terms of Bentworth, sitting at 2-4 in conference, they have to beat California and have Manesson win at Beth Center on Friday to force a three-way tie for fourth place. In that case, the Gardner points would give Bentworth fourth place and a playoff berth. Mapletown and Carmichael's have been eliminated. And that is the end of the playoff scenarios heading into week nine. We'll have a clearer picture coming out of week nine. And in recruiting news, we have some updates here. Fort Cherry running back Ethan Folletto has recently received an offer from Westminster. And Reuben Gordon, the do-it-all, everything athlete from Wash High, received his second Mid-American Conference offer when the Ohio University Bobcats, this week came calling, and offered him a scholarship. So good to see some local kids getting some love from uh, other colleges. Uh, good luck to them, and I'm sure we'll be hearing more recruiting news as we head into the offseason after the playoffs but that will be for another time in another place uh thank you for tuning in to the three point Stance podcast i'm dave whipke